1: Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick
2: Zamprin. Lots to talk about here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition here on 900 CHML. Yes, lots and lots and lots to talk about. There's so much going on in the housing/slash real estate world including whether or not home buyers are in the driver's seat again we'll touch on that on today's program we'll talk about working from home we know that reality is here to stay for many people in our community uh, Canada's foreign buyers plan is uh, back in the uh, in the works uh, it's more of a ban than a plan and uh, we'll also talk about the Auditor General finding some well irregularities when it comes to some real estate agents uh, lots to talk about in terms of getting your home sold. And the only way to do that for top dollar is to contact Canada's number one REMAX team. That's the Golfie team. Their phone number is 905-575-7700 online the website is robgolfi.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com if you want to check out what the Golfi team is doing on social media well pick up their accounts on twitter or tiktok facebook and instagram they are all over the place and doing a great job and showcasing some awesome homes that are for sale in this community uh, to begin the day as we do usually here on the Golfi real estate show hamilton edition rob how was your week it is,
1: uh, it was, it's been busy this week. It's for some reason, um, the, the week went by slow for me and usually it goes by quick. Uh, and I think because I had really long days this week, just, uh, you know, <laughs> working on stuff for next year plans and stuff like that, working on the business plan. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, uh, in, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So we had one house that we put up for sale. It was up for sale uh, two other times with two other agents. Now they, um, they, they, they weren't very successful. We, we put the house up for sale and we sold it and we sold it for full price, um, which was fantastic, uh, for the seller and, and good for us, obviously. And what I found was the, when the agent saw the house and said, Hey, our, my client loves this house. They've been waiting for something like this to come up. They were uh, in, in love with it. Like, like all the things that you shouldn't tell a listing agent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They said everything. So uh, we were asking $2 million for it. Uh, it sold for uh, $2 million, But they originally came in at uh, uh, 1925000 uh, We signed it back at $2 million and they accepted So there is the one thing if, uh, that is a big no-no for, uh, if you're have your agent and he's representing you and you're putting an offer in. Okay. Because I would have been a little bit more like, well, you know, we're coming in at this price. Uh, we're not sure. I think my clients, you know, they, they've got a price in mind. There might be a little room, but not much, but you kind of put that fear into the, to the, to the seller, like saying, Hey, you, if you come back too high, we're going to walk. Right, but this agent basically said, "Hey, we found a dream home. this is it. Guess what? Your dream home you're going to pay more money for it. not saying it was more money, I'm just saying it we got the full price that we uh, anticipated hopefully to get, but if we were on the market for longer than two weeks or, or a month, it would have been difficult to get that price, probably so that that's one indication as an agent shouldn't divulge too much of the clients' uh, feelings of the property uh, if they're representing as a buyer I don't I never do that and I don't think you know I mean our, everybody's goal is to get the best price for them so if you're if the agents represent the buyer his, his job is to get the best prior for the, the best price for the buyer and at representing the seller, the agent's uh, supposed to get the best uh, possible price for the seller. So that was that's the one thing. It's a good lesson. I, I teach that lesson to uh, to my team, giving an example of that, and uh, and that's how they get better and at their job and become more experienced. But also, uh, the stats are out, and and I kind of worked out these stats here um, for like, like like the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, and Brantford area. So in Hamilton. In in, in all four areas, February was the peak month. February was like the top peak month. So in Hamilton, uh, the average sale price of February was 1,021,500, okay? So I wanted to figure out what the average sale price was for this year so far. Now, it's hard to estimate average sale price because we've had a declining market since April, April for right down till the end of November. And it's, and I'm not sure what December is going to end up at. And I think it'll be, uh, uh, the market will decline a little bit more. So, um, well, but, um, so anyway, the, um, I did year to date, uh, that's from January to November for Hamilton and the average sale price worked out to 893,000. Yep. So I eliminated the first quarter of this year from, uh, to see what the average sale price would be without January, February, March, so I, I did it from April to November, and the average sale price dropped to eight hundred forty thousand four hundred. And uh, so, uh, and now in the month of November, the month of November, the average sale price for that month was seven hundred and let's say sixty one thousand. Um, so we're we're we look like we're hovering close to um we're continuation of 2020 average sale price and now 2020 we missed probably I mean it 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 started climbing in uh July August the market because we were kind of shut down for three months and the only people that were buying are the people that already sold and had to buy something so Hamilton was down 25.52 percent since February of this year hmm. and it's Crazy to to say, say that. Like there's there's people out there that made a lot of money when they uh, when they sold in in uh, February. Um, Burlington, I mean, they took the biggest brunt, and then even Toronto took the biggest hit. The, the more expensive, the bigger the market, uh, they took a bigger hit. So Burlington took uh, is down uh, th- pretty well thirty percent from February. Now their average sale price right now. That, that sold in November was 973,700. Um, it was a 1,389,000 in February. So that, that's a huge, huge uh, uh, difference there. Mm-hmm. So um, now year to date, the average sale price dropped to 1,206,000. Now from April to November, it dropped down to 1,139,000. Like we're really not gonna find an average sale price even once December comes out, like it's going to be lower, but not low enough to give a real accurate number because of the spike in the first quarter. So let's just say in Niagara, the average selling price that sold in November was, uh, 677,000. And it it was at a high of 872,000 in February. So that's down 22%. And just to say Niagara only had the lowest downturn in all, all those three markets. Brantford, the average sale price in February was 830000 Right now, it's six hundred one thousand five hundred twenty-seven point five percent down from that time. So, year to date, the average sale price in Brantford is 723500 You take out the first quarter of, uh, of the year in Brantford, and it drops down to 681185 So, You as a consumer, Rick, what's your thoughts on this?
2: Well, the thought is, the first thing I thought of was, you know, CMHC's prediction and Royal Bank and all these economists who had predicted, hey, you know, the the market's going to fall by 18, 20, 25, 30 percent. Some of those numbers we can see are coming true. Like, this is the decline. I think what it shows consumers is that, Right. They've gone down all this much. We still have our homes, those who did buy. uh, Yeah, they're, they're worth a lot less than maybe perhaps when they bought or earlier on this year. But the question they have to ask themselves is, are they in a position to be forced to sell now with interest rates where they are? Can they hold on to that property? We know every 10 years or so, properties in this city double in value. So from an investment standpoint still makes a whole lot of sense yes the you know the sticker shock is out there but from the opposite end from a from a buyer's perspective you're looking at that number thinking wow it's gone down 23 25 30 percent this is the time to buy it,
1: it, it is it is the time to buy I know every realtor says that on their social media this is the time to buy um, there's a short window that we have right now that you can really really score um, a good price on a house. So actually, uh, Philip, my son, he's working on a deal, and they're asking two million dollars for this house. He's already negotiated down huh. to one point four million on this. Wow! Now, this now the people bought this earlier this year. This house that he's working on uh, bought it for one point eight million in, <laughs> in, in its height earlier this year. So these people know they realize they have to sell and it's not like he's taking advantage but here's an opportunity here and i and i've said this in the past look for houses go in with an offer because you'll get a deal B- because the price is not right doesn't mean you, you can't go in and give them a price this is you know this is what you got to do to get a, a decent price and get a decent house that's that that's affordable with the market is going for but these people are going to lose money on this house because they were renovating it too. And the only thing this house needs now is drywall uh uh trim floors and baseboards that's it it's It's all done electrical plumbing, everything's all done. all the uh plumbing fi- uh fixtures are there like uh oh in a kitchen so and i I told him you need about a hundred and fifty two hundred thousand to finish this house so they'll have one point six million into it, and the house will probably be worth one point eight now it's gonna be a brand new house inside so but there are opportunities out there uh for everyone the timing is good uh right now because of the month but it's going to change in february next year
2: well, that is a date that you can circle on your calendar, uh, maybe a, a deadline to get yourself into a new home. And if you're looking to do just that, call the Golfie team. It is Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. Their phone number is 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. When we come back, we'll talk about the Bank of Canada raising its key lending rate once again. What does that mean for homeowners, homebuyers? Home sellers. We'll tell you more next here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition
0: on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Friend with Rob Golfie, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Follow them on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check them out online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, golf dot And you got to call the first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year to get your home sold, 905-575-7700. Some of the things we're going to talk about but on today's show, uh, home buyers apparently being in the driver's seat again. We're talking about uh, working from home here to stay, but uh, what impact is that going to have on the market? And uh, some real estate agents um, maybe should not be real estate agents. We'll touch on that later on in the show. Before we get to what the Bank of Canada did earlier on this week, I, I did want to go back to the statistics that you had provided and more so from the total sales volume standpoint. In Hamilton in 2021, the total volume of homes sold was more than $8.1 billion. That dropped to $5.9 billion this year, so a considerable drop. In Burlington, it was $3.7 billion last year. That compares to $2.9 billion this year in niagara 7.1 billion in 2021 that dropped to 4.9 this year and in Brantford, for the second year in a row it's topped a billion but it's down from 1.3 to 1.04 do any of those numbers stand out to you good or bad you know what i I, i'm surprised about
1: uh hamilton like it just skyrocketed in 2021 like the the volume of business and, um, Bur- like Burlington, it's, it's, it, it's not too far off. It's a billion dollars more, but, and, uh, but Niagara, Niagara and Hamilton, those are the two areas, like, like the jump that that happened uh-huh. in 2021 in the volume of business, it, it, it was unreal. Like, like it's, it's unreal. So now we're, we're, we're going back to normal well, hopefully we're <laughs> correcting ourselves. It's, it's, it's being corrected. It's hard to tell like how much more correction, but I, I think we're almost there because um, I, I was looking at the 2017 numbers versus 2018 and 19, and the drop from 2017 to 2018, in some cases, like the increase was only a half a percent more from the previous year. So yeah. let's say in 2017, whatever number it was in 2018, it was only a half a point to three points higher. Now, because we had a little spike in in 2017 and then, and then a correction after um, obviously it's going to balance out, but I, I I don't, I think our spike was too high in 2022 that for it to come back down, uh, I don't, it's hard for it to come back that down. Will we have an increase in 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 2023 it's hard to tell we have to wait another whole year to find out if that's going to happen or not but i i i don't think it's going to be as uh like we're, like next year will be up probably i'd say 5 6% over 2022 next year overall overall but it's going to take a whole year we still got a little bit of climbing down but it's going to climb back up again and i think in February of this year, if you are thinking about selling your house in 2023, don't wait for the flowers to bloom. Do it in February because if I looked at the history of February, March, every year for the past 10 years, you're going to find that's when, when the market really picks up and starts heating up. Now, that window sometime only lasts for two weeks, a month, and, or two months, the most. But there is that window, and that window will start sometime in February for people to put their house up for sale if they want maximum dollars uh, to sell their house. And if you're a buyer, that's where all the buyers are going to come out. They're all going to come out. The new year, all the people that have been waiting and everybody that's been sitting and waiting you know, because of the interest rates, because of the house prices declining, they're all going to come out now because now th- there's no, you know, no announcements of another rate increase uh, well, not this year, but next year, they're not saying, "Hey, we're going to do uh, a, a rate increase," because they kind of forecasted and kind of warned us that they are doing it, but they're not saying they're doing that. Even though they're going to be announcing what's going on with the Bank of Canada, but they're not, but they haven't announced that they're going to do another increase in uh, in the next uh, couple of months.
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Bank of Canada entry increase just in in a second, but I do have to reflect on one other statistic, and that is the average sale price in Hamilton over the last ten years. So if I told you, Rob, that ten years ago you could have gotten a home in Hamilton for under three hundred thousand oh. dollars, I mean you would have you would have said, well, yeah, that's that's the price, uh, but ten years later, you would have thought, man, I should have bought a hundred of these. Yeah, no
1: kidding. <laughs> and can you imagine me telling you? that uh, uh, housing prices are going to be uh, tripled yeah, <laughs> or whatever. $600,000 like, like more.
2: Still,
1: exactly. Nobody would ever expect that. No. And, and, it, and it's happened. But, but again, like, like I said, you'll never go wrong buying real estate. Uh, I mean, yes, I get it. The people that bought earlier this year, they're going to have to wait a few more years before they, it catches up to that price again but they'll be fine in the long run they will be fine and they'll look at it and say yeah we did pay high at the time but look we're, we still built a lot of equity in, in uh, five to ten years from now so they'll be fine if, but if you're moving and you have no choice yeah you're gonna get stuck and there's a lot of people that got stuck a lot of investors got stuck during this time a lot of flippers they are, I, we've got a couple of flippers and i got flippers calling me saying rob you know i go look you made money for the last ten years on mm-hmm. flipping houses. I go, you can't win every time. <laughs> I go, you just can't. I go, you, you're ha- you're gonna have to take the you're gonna have to take the beating on this one. Yeah. And, uh, and and they're having a hard time because they're not used to losing money. But uh, when you're in the
2: middle of a, a market change, you're gonna have to you know
1: you're gonna have, you're gonna have to pay the price sometimes.
2: Even 5 years ago, 2017, we had that, you know, we had that spike from 2016. It was 501,000. That's that's almost half a million more this year compared to 5 years ago. It's incredible. It is,
1: it is. It's it is incredible. It is incredible. So, I mean, hey, it's uh it's it's that's the great thing about real estate and um a lot of and a lot of people have jumped in and bought uh, a secondary property for their investment, maybe instead of uh, putting them into um, mutual funds or stocks or anything yeah. like that. But it's been
2: been good. All right, let's uh, shuffle off to the Bank of Canada. Earlier on this week, it raised its key lending rates from three and three quarters of a percentage point to 4.25%, the highest level since 2008. It is the seventh consecutive rise from the Bank of Canada. They do so, or at least they meet and, and decide whether or not to raise or lower rates eight times in a year, the first time around very early this year, they did not do so. But for the last seven meetings in a row, they decided, okay, we got to tamper down inflation. Let's raise the key interest rate again. And, you know, the banks take notes. They they, uh, make their mortgage rates based off that key lending rate. There is, um, you know, a silver lining in this, even though rates went up again uh, earlier this week. Uh, Tiff Macklem, the Bank of Canada governor, has said that, you know, we're probably going to press pause on future rate hikes starting next year, which is good news. And saying that, 4.25% means the average mortgage rate, you know, from the the six major banks, around five and a half, five, maybe five and a quarter if you get lucky. Certainly there's some that are in the six percentage points. What impact is this all having on buying and selling homes?
1: Well, I I think, uh, people that have mortgages and that are variable, they're going to feel pleased that it's not going to go up anymore, hopefully. yeah. And uh, buyers out there, they're going to realize, you know what, this is, um, you know, going to be the, the new norm and they're going to start coming out. And, and, and I feel that they're starting to feel that the interest rates and the housing prices are finally settling to a point where it's almost stopped. And, so and that and that brings into the time of the year next year where things are going to really pick up, in my opinion. Now and, and like like right now, um, if somebody's looking to buy a house, interest rates, yes, yep, you, you know, are going to be a little higher, but the prices you can probably negotiate a decent deal. The longer the house has been on the market, the, the probably the harder you can negotiate against the seller. But I I truly think um, I think this is the new norm, and, and it's just uh, settling. We just we we went through. Uh, eight months or, uh, of decline, which has been terrifying and fearful and, and everything that, you know, people are looking at this. And people that bought earlier this year, they're feeling really anxiety that they think they they felt that they overpaid. And people that haven't bought yet, uh, they're anxious because either they're living in renting and they're paying a lot of money for rent and they're seeing that money go into waste or they're living in their parents' basement. They want more privacy. Either or. Things are going to change next year. We took the beating uh, for the last eight months and now we're going to put a, we're going to, we're going to be able to, you know, look out and see the, the sun, the horizon coming up and it's going to be beautiful. Next year.
2: Well, I'll echo those sentiments because earlier on this week on Good Morning Hamilton, I chatted with a fellow by the name of Ted Mallet, He was the director of economic forecasting at the Conference Board of Canada. And he had some good news as well because I asked him, all right, so how long is this 4.25 percentage rate going to be in play if the Bank of Canada is saying, you know what, we'll press pause? And his answer was within the next couple of years, we're going to be back to two and a half percent. Um, so that is great news for those who have variable mortgages who can weather this storm. Now, you know if a recession comes next year, that might be the wild card to throw that number off a little bit, but at least there's some silver lining on this whole you know interest rate hike and hopefully it does do its job and, and bring that inflation down, which would be good for for everybody. but let's let's move on to home buyers uh, apparently being in the driver's seat again. What are we seeing here in Hamilton uh, between home buyers and home sellers and who has some of that leverage?
1: Uh, the the buyers have the leverage right now, and and but that leverage is, is not going to last too long uh, once we get into into the new year. Uh, but but the the buyers do they they have the leverage, and uh, uh, I I truly think that uh, like I said, if, if you're looking right now is a good time to look. I know the inventory, I mean it it it's starting to slowly come off the market, especially the houses that haven't sold. Those are the ones you have to get. Those are the ones you've got to look at. and if it's the right house for you, so make an offer on those houses. So for instance, let's say you're pre-approved up to 600,000. Look at houses that are 700,000 because you might be able to get that house uh, to 600,000 because it's really only worth 600,000. So sometimes you may, you may have to take a look at those houses, but the, 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 the home buyers, it's in their driver's seat right now. I don't know how much longer it will be. Maybe another three weeks, four weeks, the most. Uh, but I'll tell you, in the new year, probably February, March, you're going to see a change, and there's going to be a shift from it. It'll, it'll start going to a balanced market, and bang, and, and the, the sellers, again, will have that a hold on the market. But to a certain degree, it's not going to be just – not going to be like it happened earlier this year and last year. Hmm. It's just going to be to a, a, a certain degree of it. And you have to have a good house, too. You better have – you better have all the bills and whistles because you'll get you'll do well next year with your house. The
2: uh, the increasing or the decreasing prices, pardon me, has uh, obviously had an impact on days on market as well. We're seeing days on market. I think the, the latest stat I saw was 30.7 days, so basically a month for a home to be on the market.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I was just going, you know what, I was just looking here as we were talking here um in, the, in this article they were saying by na- 1991 prices had declined and buyers began to believe the market was affordable again so remember i always talk about the uh the housing market 1990 90, 91 yeah. and during the 90s this it's like almost like a repeat to a certain degree but i think more of an escalated faster level than it is from the 90s um but again like you, like, like you were saying um about the um, uh, average days on market, definitely we're higher on average days on market. Um, those are the
2: ones uh, you just got to look at if you're looking at buying, mm-hmm. especially uh, for buyers. Working from home, we know that has been a reality for many since the start of the pandemic, so much so that uh, I think with Statscan, that said about 40% of employees in Canada worked from home at the peak of the lockdown in early 2020. That number here in Ontario, a year Into the pandemic, so by 2021, about 30 percent of Ontarians were working from home and still many, many do. I don't think it's quite at 30 percent, but there's still a lot of people who work from home. Are those people who are working from home and looking for homes still looking for the same things that they were looking for in the early 2020s?
1: So people yeah people that are working from home like I was just in a house the other day and I walked in and in the family room they had a little they had a desk there you could tell uh the guy's wife was working uh on the desk like and that that's her office that's her home office now they're looking at moving and they do want a home office with their next house that they're moving into and and I think she preferred to to work on the main floor than than upstairs in one of the bedrooms cuz it's a two story she has um so that that's an indicator. Now the other indicator is companies—they're uh, finding their employees don't want to go back to work, and and there's a big struggle with that. So so that's there, there's so many changes that are happening in the in the marketplace with employees, with housing, with commercial real estate. All that combined is shifting everything uh, in the uh, in in the commercial real estate, the housing market, everything out there, and. Um, you know, it just depends on, on, on each person it, uh, and you're probably, you're probably seeing people at your office or at this station Mm -hmm. work out of their houses more now than ever before.
2: We still have a few at Working From Home, yeah, if they're able to do so, they, they do. The, you know, the the hybrid nature of uh, hybrid work, I guess, if I can put it that way, uh, not only at this radio station, but many other companies across the country is, you know, you're, you're two days a week in, three out, or vice versa, and uh, slowly but surely... I'm sure many of them will be back but we'll see uh, we'll see in the months to come that's for sure. When we come back we're going to talk on Canada's foreign buyer ban is it going to be effective and we'll also get into why hundreds of real estate agents here in Ontario maybe should not have a real estate agent license. We'll get into that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, Sales Representative, REMAX, Escortman Realty, the Golfie team. They're on the World Wide Web. Check out the hottest listings in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I icom Call them today. You'll be calling Canada's number one REMAX team, 905-575-7700. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, dominating the local social media scene. And hey, if you want an instant home estimate for your uh, place, uh, go to GolfyHomeValue.com. That's GolfyHomeValue.com. There is a uh, foreign buyer ban that is going to be uh, in effect come the new year where uh, non-Canadians, I guess we can call them that, will be subjected to a two-year ban on buying a home in Canada. So think of the investor from China or any other country really around the world. They will not be allowed to buy a home here in the country. The, The reasoning for it is the federal government believes that if we keep the outsiders out, those who need a home in Canada who are working here, contributing to the economy, should be able to get one ahead of anybody else. Your thoughts, Rob, on whether this ban is going to work or not? There's always a loophole.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's always a loophole. So they were saying that, uh, be, like like a lot of the uh, developers, builders, they do get a lot of uh, out-of-country buyers. Mm-hmm. And there will be a uh, $10,000 fine if they sell to them. Well, as they were saying in this article, that if, if the commission is – and and it's a $10,000 fine for each one, big deal. They're still make, they're still ahead, especially if it's a realtor, whoever. Now lawyers are supposed to, I I guess, notify or stop it or, but then they were saying that if they do own a property and they're not a a resident of uh, Canada, I don't know how they're gonna track all this down, um, they can force them to sell. I, I do believe that it is good for uh, the local people, the, the, the homegrown, like if you're a Canadian person or you're here, you're immigrating here, you, you want to build your life here in Canada and you're working hard to save money for the down payment. Yes, I think it is good for those. And it is good for Canada and good for the people of Canada to, uh, to have that. But I think it's going to hurt us in different ways. Every time the government changes one thing, something else it's going to affect, and we don't know what that effect will be down the road, but it's definitely going to affect something. And, uh, but we won't know until uh, two years down the road happens, the first two years, and then and we'll see what, the, uh, what that's going to turn out. And they may bring it back and say they'll just open it up to everybody. It just depends how it's going to go.
2: Interesting to note, when the federal government made this announcement that there was going to be a two-year foreign buyer ban, Uh, There was a study conducted and it showed that 75 percent of Americans who currently own recreational property in Canada bought that property after the announcement of the ban. So they were thinking, oh, my gosh, we better buy some property now because this ban is going to be in effect and we're going to be left out in the cold. That's going to be interesting to see as well how it impacts prices. My guess is not very much because we still have a supply demand issue.
1: Oh, and and we're going to have that supply demand issue for a long time, uh, especially with a lot of the mayors i mean we're just talking about this uh, uh but a lot of the mayors around uh in ontario uh are not happy because of this uh fast tracking with the uh, housing and they're kind of kind of wanting to stop it but like i i don't know like like it it's hard to tell the government knows the numbers we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years but but we do know that there's a shortage of homes we have to we have to start getting canadians that want to buy a home a house but they may have to build more houses they have to open up the green belt it's hard to tell where it's going there's you know opinions on both sides i don't know what i don't know what to to say i don't know the politics enough rick you know better than i do of uh the politics uh of uh the green belt and all that kind of stuff but uh but I don't know. It's just uh, things are changing. with it. This world's changing so fast,
2: and if we don't change with it, uh, we're going to be in, in deep trouble <laughs> in in five to ten years from now. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. We have about a minute, and I'll set this up, and we'll get your comments on it after the commercial break, and this has to do with becoming a real estate agent in Ontario. For some, at least for these few hundred individuals, they should never have been allowed to become a real estate agent. That is because Ontario's Auditor General has revealed that a cheating scheme um, basically made realtors out of 315 individuals who cheated the system. They were caught cheating the Humber College Real Estate Education Program, and that is way higher than what was initially uh, publicized or reported by uh, institutions like RICO or Humber College. Uh, So we're going to get Rob's thoughts on this and what it actually does take to become a realtor in this province. That's ahead here on the Gulfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Forward bound, I wish I was. When my thoughts escaping home When my music's playing home When my love lies waiting silently for me
2: And one more go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative for Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. If you have a question or a topic idea for Rob for a future show, send him an email, questions at robgolfy.com. You can follow the Golfy team on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Go online for the hottest listings in town. Get your home listed on robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I D and call the first ever real estate team in this city to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. So just before the break, I was um, unleashing some stats from Ontario's Auditor General that uncovered a, a cheating scheme. Uh, hundreds of cheaters, 315 people, in fact, caught cheating uh, the Humber College real estate education program—they received a real estate license when they shouldn't have done so. First off, your thoughts on this story?
1: Yeah, it, we know that this has been going on. Um, you can tell when you're dealing with realtors out there that have zero idea of 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 the what to do with paperwork and and, and knowing the rules and regulations and everything else like this and the ethics. Um, especially, you know, we've got people that don't even know where to sign contracts. (laughs) Realtors don't even know where to sign contracts. Like, so that, that, that's a frustration. And, and I know, and we've heard within the industry that, uh, people are going in, uh, writing these exams, but under somebody else with somebody else, like uh, uh, it's not the actual person they're coming in with their driver's license and they're writing the exam for that person. And, you know, maybe wearing a hat and it looked, okay, this looks, okay, like this looks like this guy. So he's going in, writing the exam, and then he walks out. Guess what? This guy that didn't even study, didn't even write the exam, <laughs> exam is, is, is got his, uh, his courses in. Now, um, with this COVID thing, they're, they're, uh, and you have the choice to write your exam online with the camera on you, mm-hmm. with your, uh, you know, your computer uh, camera facing you. It's easy to cheat with that. I, I gotta tell you, like you, I, I just think that you should listen. If you're gonna write an exam, you better be there. You better know who you are and, 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 and verify that person with different IDs. You know what I mean? And, uh, because it's, 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 it's making our industry bad and, and, and it's gonna cause a lot of problems with people's biggest investment of their life. Get the right people in there, not, uh, not these people that don't know what they're doing. And and you'd be surprised at especially in the last two three years, Rick, uh, all the uh, Rico violations that have happened. I look at them online and I'm like, wow, like you know, this person didn't do this. This person, like it's just one after another. Now they said the uh, 315 they learned about. That's mm-hmm. nothing. That's what they caught. Uh, how many got away with it? And usually there's a bigger percentage of people uh that cheat and got away versus the ones that they caught so i think they've got to change their systems i would not have them do their exam at at their home there could be somebody in in uh, on the side that you don't see the camera doesn't see can help uh read the questions and and help them out i i don't know the system how it's done now but i think you should be going to humber college write that exam Mm -hmm. and and you should be your information should be verified with a lot of IDs because I know people are walking in there with somebody else's ID and uh, and going in and writing that, that test.
2: Um, they've, they have announced some changes. Humber has announced some changes, including... Uh, the addition of a second camera to provide a secondary view of the exam environment, but still that doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really solve the issue. Um, I was surprised to learn that about 1400 exams are taken across the province per week. Yeah. That's incredible. I know.
1: It, everybody wants to be a realtor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, obviously everybody not everyone be can
1: a be a realtor. <laughs> no, no. It, it's uh I mean it, it's it, it's 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 a great it's a great career to have if you're in it for full time and you're there for the good um and but it just there's people doing this that shouldn't be doing this and and I you know we deal with these people and there's nothing you can do They, yeah. they I I don't know how they got their license but they did and I'm totally shocked totally shocked because some of these people do not know uh, the rules and regulations they obviously haven't read the read the encyclopedia or the book that, uh, that was in the training for this course. And it, it's frustrating to deal with these people. And I don't even know how the broker signs these, these guys up and, and puts these people on, you know, and, and no idea. No idea. Another so, reason why to contact
2: just, uh, the Golfy team, get experience and leadership and expertise on your side, 905-575-7700. robgolfy.com <laughs> is the website. Before we go, you're in another Santa Claus parade today. Niagara-on-the-Lake in a couple hours.
1: Yes, Niagara-on-the-Lake. Uh, it's a it's a pretty big one. Um, and uh, this will be the, the last one I'll be doing this year. <laughs> this is the sixth parade this year rick and uh, it's been pretty fun I, I i enjoyed it and it uh it, it is great to, to do it and uh, i love it and uh, we'll be doing probably another six or seven next year also
2: i hear the float is so popular that santa wants to buy the golfy floats because it's got a nice home on it for rudolph
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Well, when I'm uh, on the flow, people are always saying, how much is it? I said, it's sold over asking. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. We got
2: to go. Thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.